Hey everybody, welcome into Roosters in on Olentangy River Road here in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. The sun's out. I got the shorts on. It's 60 yeah, degrees. Right. 60 degrees, baby. Let's go. Look at this guy here. Anthony Schlegel. We got Justin Zwick and Mike Doss, the crew, back in with us for another edition of Letterman Live. Let's just watch Schlegel's eyes throughout the show. Mm. He's got... He's trying to do three, three different diets. Intermittent right. fasting. Yeah, I'm He's doing them all. I don't, even, it doesn't even make sense. How Carb head. No, 100% makes sense. As long as you go 100% maximum effort, <laughs> it's going to be All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. Attitude effort. Intermittent fasting. Carb loading. Keto. It Bam. Works. You know, I'm going to eat this right here. He's what got is this? five days. He's got to walk around with no shirt burgers. on here. He's just going to eat the toppings off of his favorite sub. He's got the... He's stealing Doss's pickle chips over here. <laughs> they are so good. I mean, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. I stick all this in front it's, of my this face. This is like torture every week coming down here. It's like, oh, I want it all. Oh, Monday it's... tradition to come down here and get some Roosters Jesus food. Cheese is good. Great talk, Ohio State uh, football on Letterman Live. And current events. Hey, uh, so the football season is over. <laughs> it's official. Don't as say of that. yesterday. I mean, you know, a month ago we're sitting there like, okay, well, national championship is over. College football is done. You still have the NFL playoffs, and now it's like, Okay. Well, hold on now. We got Look, the XFL card now, right. Joe. No, okay. Yeah. And the Washington, uh, whatever I, they're I called. Defenders. The, the, the Defenders. defenders. I, guess, yeah. I guess we can talk Kick about the, the XFL. <laughs> kicking off this Don't know week. much about it, but. Uh, it's kicking off this, I think the eighth. It's kicking off on the eighth. So. Tracy Sprinkle's on there. Yeah. Uh, Durant Grant's Grant. on there. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's a great opportunity for those guys who may be. Uh, trying to get back yeah, in. Yeah, trying to get back in. Or, you know, we used to have the NFL Europe, which kind of went away. Early I think around our, yeah, early two yeah, thousands. Early, 2000s. I mean, it's cool mm -hmm. to see. You know, you hope one of those works because there's a lot of guys out there that yeah. you know want to bounce around and just kind of stay at it, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you had the United Football League. I remember. I they played called that. Me. I played that. Yeah. I did. I played, played the UFL. Did you get for, paid everything? Florida Tuskers. Here's the, <laughs> here's, Tuskers. They here's the deal, me. Sure man. Did Orlando. Here's the yeah. most difficult thing that that you guys don't understand is you still want to play and you feel good, but yet. Everybody that gets out of college is already like in a job, right? And you're still trying to figure out you and your identity outside of ball, yeah. and everybody else is just already in it because that's what they went to school for. And yeah, we have a degree, but it's like, what do I want to do? And you really can't go into the workforce until you yourself say, "I'm done yeah, I'm playing ball. I'm giving it up." And that's right. where it's a great opportunity of, hey, I can still kind of work on those things, or I can make one more last ditch effort to try to get in the league, or I just have an opportunity for a couple months to go get. Go get I mean, paid go meet new people 50 grand and, you know, and play some games yeah. and have fun doing what I yeah. want to do. Yeah. I get 50 grand in the bank. Bam, now I can now I can create a buffer to then go pursue those things because yep. that's what I, I did. Yep. I was like, all right, I came back to Ohio State. Now I want to go get an MBA. Right. Like there's those other avenues that I wanted to, to attack, but it's a lot easier to do that once you had a little bit of that side money in the checking account. Right. And I think, too, for a lot of the coaches who are out of the NFL or out of college, mm -hmm. They are rebuilding their resume. So if you can connect with those guys, you play well for you them. You got Pep Hamilton there in yeah. D.C. So. And then you get a chance, you know, to get they get pulled back into a real job or the league or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to pull some of those players, yep. you know, that help, you know, push them back. I know Darren Scott was a guy who played in the United Football League. Absolutely. I'm um, under Jim Hazlitt. And then Jim Hazlitt went to the Redskins yep. as their D coordinator. And then he brought uh, with who? Darren, Darren, with Jay, with, Darren uh, Scott on. Jay Gruden. Yeah, so early on. And the their, their current the yeah. current head strength coach for the Washington Redskins was there in the UFL. Yep. And guess who our tight end coach was? Sean McVay. There you go. In the UFL. Wow. So like so those guys had an opportunity when Jay got the head job. Haslam came back with a D coordinator. They had a couple of core guys that they understood who they were. They could trust them. Yep. Now I got an opportunity on that squad. 
It's good for the young coaches or even older coaches. Like, I want to get back in the game. They can go do that, right? It's not all year. Bob Stoops, I believe, is coaching in it. Okay. Right? So yep. he's not he doesn't yep. have the college thing. Right. But he still wants to coach and they can pay him. So it's a great, you know, gap filler, go between. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. We just gotta get something that sticks. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You, but you gotta have a great product. You talk, you, well, you, you talk about money. It's gotta the last game of the year. Product. That's how most people feel. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it's like it's interesting because this is the first time, you know, in a long time that we're gonna have a football after, game. After you know, it's kind of like the NFL. Season. They said we're gonna put this season when everybody's like, ah, oh, there's no more football. And then, well, hey, Saturday, yeah, you got nothing else to do? Flip on the game and, and check it out. I think yep. that's the the test. Look what you started, Jay Z. I didn't <laughs> even think we were gonna be <laughs> sorry, talking, but but it's it's interesting because we talked about you know going to DC at some point because Cardale and Tracy mm-hmm. Sprinkle both contributed to this site a lot, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of interest. Cardale, you know, when he he was in town late last season. He had offers to go to the Steelers and Jets uh, when they had their injuries with Roethlisberger and Darnold. Yep. But he didn't want, at that point, to be the last guy into that room and right. then the first one to go as soon as they get healthy. He was yep. ready to finally have a chance to be the starter. The XFL uh, throws some money out to get eight sort of established quarterbacks. They, they're different than the draft pool. Cardell is going to have a chance to start games again and really you know, try and build something so he can, the next time he goes back to an NFL team, Hopefully, and I think that he would have a good chance. That we'll see how this plays and out. Has, and he gets some live bullets. I mean, the last mm-hmm. true game he played was preseason for San Diego. Right? He was playing really yeah, well. He, play, he yeah. played well. I thought he. I thought they were going to keep him, but you just never know with the ten-year money, money-wise, whatnot. But this would be a chance where he's technically in live bullets, yeah. and he's on game tape showing showcasing. Oh yeah, it's, it's all about the yeah. film. It's all about you know, film. I think for any for a lot of these guys, but a quarterback especially, because you go to the league. If you're a backup or you're bouncing around, like you're not getting reps. Right. You know, you're not getting any kind of real opportunity to right. try and show what you can do. So, hey, I'm gonna go start like you talked about. Yep. I'm gonna be the starter. I'm gonna have games under my belt. I'm gonna have film on me that I can show NFL. Say this is what I'm able to do. You guys give me a shot to be a real player in this league. I'm but, always curious. But you gotta go prove it, right? You gotta yeah, go show it. For like, sure. you can't, no doubt. The eye of the sky never lies. Oh, yeah. So like this is your well, opportunity. You can't put bad film out. I was expecting him to put no terrible tape out there. Right. For sure. But I'm always – oh, my. That's not how that sandwich is supposed to be eaten, by the way. But it looks Niles like it went bread. down just fine. Bro, I did that. That was just – that was my protein. And now i got some carbs. Yeah, this very special <laughs> diet. I, I am always curious, though, with these leagues, you know, the, the double AFL, whatever it was that Tracy Sprinkle was in last mm-hmm. year that folded before it was over, the XFL. Oh, before, yeah, that one. You know, like, is part of the appeal to football the fact that we only get it for a certain amount of time? And then – like we're going to talk about it 365 days a year. That we live in Columbus, Ohio, and the Buckeyes never stop. We're going to talk about the 2020 roster whenever we're done talking about the XFL. Yep. But that's just the way it works. Like I wonder if part of the problem for some of these leagues is obviously the quality is not going to be the same. It's it's going to be a minor league product on the field. But also, do people want to watch football all year round? I, part of the fun I think is that we have an all long mm-hmm. off season. And we build the anticipation. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this will be the one that changes it, and we get spring football. That's a big deal. But a lot of people here, I mean, they care more about spring Ohio ball coming State, up yeah. here than what's going to go on with Cardale. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. And I, you know, this is I played arena ball one year in Columbus, <laughs> and you know those guys would be like, they didn't understand. I said, guys, we we could have a championship game. In the arena league, yeah. If Ohio State play, played the same day, nobody's coming to this game, <laughs> right? You know, I'm sorry, but that's just how it rolls here yeah. in Columbus. You know, they didn't understand because they were coming from different parts of the country. But you know, you, you're right. This town just it's it's, it's Ohio State football, and do we love football enough to where we're saying, you know what, it's on TV? You know, I put some of those AAFLs yep. on because it's like when well, I'm sitting around, 
I'd rather watch a football game than not, you know, some show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you throw it on, and you know, now that I have you know guys like Cardale that we know, you know, Trey Sprinkle who we know. Yeah. It, you know, I'll throw the game on and check them out, see how they're doing. But uh, you know, I'm not necessarily throwing a party to well, say, hey, "Come over and watch the they, Defenders." It's get after season it. opener. <laughs> for the defenders. Well, we're following our guys, That's right? It. Yeah. You're following the guys. The hardest You're thing to me in all these leagues is that they put them in these really big markets. And I think they do that because there's more eyeballs that could potentially go out there and see it. But we saw what the Chargers have done. They don't have a following in San Diego. They got scarcity. It's like, I'm like, why wouldn't you put something in Oklahoma City where they have no football and they have two really good colleges and you still have a lot of eyeballs or one in San Antonio, right? Because you got the Cowboys. Like, why why are they there? Why are in these other markets? That might be part of their business model. But it's all about getting the guys – that can go put a good product on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the AAF, I thought it was a, a pretty decent product. So what's going to differentiate you from all the football that's already being played? And I, I agree. Part of the beauty of football, especially in college, is that there's 12 games to a season. Yeah. Like, those are your only live opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that everyone counts. In high school, you only get 10, 10. right? Mm-hmm. And then now we have the Big Ten Championship game and the college football playoff along with all the bowls, and then it kind of culminates in the playoffs and the Super Bowl for the NFL, and then it's over, and then we kind of go into basketball, and we start baseball, yep. and we go into hockey, right? And like, and then, boom, we're really excited again for football coming up, right? So I don't know the appetite out there that's really going to be spurring this on where I think it would do better in the smaller markets, and what drive these leagues under is it takes a lot, to not only pay players because the rosters are so much bigger, mm-hmm. but to house them, right? Like, where are they staying? To travel. Right, to travel. Right. I mean, yeah. You got to go yeah. charter a plane or go right. ride commercial and take an entire team to all these major cities. Right. That is expensive. Yeah, that is. Versus, you know, more localized uh, commutes that you would see in more in the Midwest, in the South, and the Eastern right. portion. Right, so that's kind of – I don't know where it is. I don't know what they're going to do to differentiate themselves from all the other former leagues. But I do think there is a need for it because I think there's a lot of really good talent out there that doesn't get an opportunity because the league is like once you're out the league, you can't get back in. That's true. Right? Or there's a young guy that maybe was at a smaller school that didn't get developed or the opportunities coming out of high school that really has the potential to be an NFL player, but there's nowhere else of him chasing his dream and developed. showcasing yeah. himself yeah. to be developed because that's what we do here. Right. right? We develop guys. So, anyways, I think there's a need for it. The NFL has to buy it, in my opinion. They have to run it as a farm system. And I think if they did, it would be a great thing like the Major League Baseball is doing with the automated umpires. Like, it's a great testing Testing. league. You know, the fourth down, instead of doing an onside kick, we're going to do, you know, a fourth down play, first and 15 or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, we're going to try it there. We'll look at this replay, you know, and the different angles we want to do, the different rules we want to do, and and test them out there. Let Mm -hmm. that be our beta as opposed to, well, we're just going to do it at the next owners' meeting, and I think I think it would be good for them to do that. Just Plus, like they also vote, have yeah. this pool of guys that you know they can pull from. Yeah, and just like they like you said, voting on the seventeenth game, you know, going down to three preseason games, and they're just talking about uh, yesterday in the CBA, they're going to vote to go to a seventeen-game season. So they're potentially, but this could be that beta that you're discussing with a league like this, where you just kind of get the data, more, more games, less games. And, and build it up. Yeah. And I think it's a Austin saying, too, is that springtime kind of – I think when that dead of football goes away, you have the build up of the NFL combine. Yeah. You have the draft. build up of the NFL draft. 
Then you have mini camps, and you can you know you see the OTAs, the OTAs, and you see this young talent. You know how does it going to fit in my squad? Who did we pick, right? And, and how do we add them and make them a, be a premier or who's the next star to be? I mean, I'm we're watching. I'm watching uh, ESPN get up, get up today, and they're just like. You know, making Mahomes a Hall of Famer already. He's only played two seasons. <laughs> right. I mean, but he's won a he's the youngest to win MVP, MVP in a Super Bowl. And right? He's won. He's a youngest to win a league MVP, and he's won the Super Bowl in his second year or well, third year because he didn't start his first mm-hmm. year. But ultimately, you know, it's one of those it's one of those things of just the build up of the season and how things lead into the to the to the fall. And I think it's a combination, like you said, with high school, college, and then you know Sundays being NFL. It's a nice transition because, you know, every Friday night you're looking to see who's the best high school talent. You know, where's my local game? You know, everyone has kids playing. Then Saturday goes, oh, what university I went to or what university I support. And then it leads into, okay, what's my NFL team? So you have a nice three football game weekend every week, you know, from August until um, January. And I think about that with my my wife. She loves football, loves it. You get to November and every week is – Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> she's like, you got Monday night Another game? She's like, she's like no, I, I'm, I'm full. You know, like, that's enough. And I just think I worry about that part of it for the XFL or any other league that tries it just because part of it is is wanting more. But also, you know, Shalakes, you brought this up as the testing ground. A lot of these rules are really out there. Yeah. And if you're just trying to watch it as a casual football fan and you see, like, just the kickoffs, which – I think they start. They're going to line up the coverage unit on like the 35, and the return unit on the 25, and they're trying to eliminate the collisions. But you have the kicker just standing back there and kicking it over their heads, and you're looking at it like, what? What is right. this? Like, right. I don't, I don't even recognize this yeah. as football. And I, I recognize that XFL has to try new do things. something, different. and they did yeah. that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, whenever it was, and they had a lot of, they had some success with that, at least trying to bring some change to the NFL. But if you're just trying to turn it on and you have no idea what their rules are. I, I look at that as another barrier for people trying to get into this league. True. And that's, uh, you know, I, yeah, they don't have to read a book about yeah. the rules. So <laughs> right. it's like, all right, so what are we doing here? Turn right. to well, page true. two. Oh, yeah. no, they're kicking over their head. Yeah. You can't move until the guy catches the ball. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know. Well, the only crazy. thing that I can think that it, it could succeed, one, you have to be able to put money into it and say, listen, it's going to be a wash for the first three years. Our right. ultimate goal is to be bought by the NFL because we've got a proven product. But, like, I don't. The, the, that's a great the, business model. The one thing that I can yeah. see is, is that you – you have to drive the interest of the consumer, which is us football fans. Mm-hmm. And I think that you could do that kind of like we have the Clippers here. Well, they were a Yankee organization back in the day. Derek Jeter played here, who played for the Yankees. He was in their farm system. If you are a diehard Chicago Bear fan and you want to see who's the next up-and-coming person that we could bring into our squad to go to camp, Yep. Who are those three to four guys? Because you're going to get guys from college. You're going to have undrafted free agents. Is this guy that's on our, you know, XFL farm team better than these college recruits who have yeah. who have no tape but this? Yeah. And then we get them through OTAs, and we got to go build our roster for camp. Well, now we've seen their game film tape versus their OTA mini camp tape. We believe in this guy more. So. I want to watch that as a fan because I think that he could potentially be on the roster for our team. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think, like, you know, the farm system in baseball, you know, motivates people to go watch games and have interest because they're looking at who their There's farm system is. Talent. And now you can trade those people mm-hmm. accordingly. Hey, we got this really good DB that came from, you know, some kind of JUCO or a small school, and we're developing him. 
and we don't want to. We need a we need a corner, but we don't want to drop a first round draft pick. We could potentially trade a fifth round draft pick to this team to acquire that talent. Like I can kind of see it going that way, yeah. but you got to draw interest from the fans and why they care that somebody potentially could be playing for their team in the future. That's why I want to go watch. Yeah, and maybe if, maybe if they played, if Washington decided, let's play a home game in the horseshoe. And we'll have Cardale and Duran Grant and Tracy Sprinkle, or mm-hmm. we'll bring in you know whoever Philly Brown. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna sell some, some tickets for that. Tickets. You could put a team in Columbus and just have them draft all the guys that didn't go to the NFL. Yeah, yeah. from Ohio State, and people right. would go watch. I think right. that's sort of what what they tried to do building this DC mm-hmm. roster. Is like, okay. well, if you you got to have some connection, let's try and keep all the Ohio it, State yeah. guys East on Coast, one Midwest, roster. and that's a great mm-hmm. idea. Great. And because as you guys said, I mean, these are the ones that I followed. Tracy and Cardale have both been in and, and integral in, in helping grow Letterman Row. I want them to succeed. Yep. And Tracy's done a lot of – he was in that league last year. He's been on practice squads. Like yep. He's still working and trying to do some of the stuff you did, building his own you know, uh, apparel line and, yep. and trying to have a real life outside of football. Yep. But it's a, it's a hard road, and he's still you know plugging away at it. It's like I hope it works out for him. I, I have my doubts about the league as a whole, but mm-hmm. I'm certainly interested in watching and hope that it connects for him because – these guys deserve a break, Cardale especially. Like I don't, I'd like to see him start. Some yeah, games I just like again. it because it's just there's nowhere else for you to go. You know, it's either you make it or you're done, and you're you know you're trying to figure out like Schlegel was talking about. What do I do now? Yeah. You know, I I have a degree. <laughs> what do I do now? You know, and so I mean, it's just nice to be able to have something for those guys to go and you know chase that dream for another year or two and see if it does work out for them. We'll see. You know, the NFL they're not going to want to bring those teams in because that's a whole bunch of bodies that they're going to have to pay. That's yep. more money that's out of their pocket. And they're all about yeah. well. Know, that goes that into paper. the new CBA because I think yep. one of the things is trying to get like I, I believe all former players should have the health insurance because that's what really stifles a lot of players. I mean, it was like you got to get vested, then you only got it for five years. Mm-hmm. What happens after the fifth year? A lot of us, uh, you know, inherently are entrepreneurial. Well, the the hardest thing to get is insurance. Right. I remember like when I was when I got out the league, it's like, hey, listen, you guys can be covered. I'm good. I'll just drink Clorox bleach and hydrate. You know, I'm fine. You know, cures what ails you. You know what I'm saying? But like that's something that that, you know, I think they're thinking about. And it's like, how can we also build these other guys up uh, in this league? To And I kind of look at like kind of Stefanski and um, what's the guy, the guy from Cleveland, the other guy, Depodesta. Yeah. Uh, the guy who lives in California. The money, yeah. <laughs> the, whatever. The money man. But, well, here's the deal. Here's the thing. The reason I bring that up is the league is all about fits. And the, with what I think the Browns are trying to do is they're trying to get on the, on the same page. They're all kind of analytical. They're all kind of uh, Ivy League type guys. And they're looking at it like, hey, listen, if I, I have to know what the head coach wants to do, right? Because I, as a GM, somebody that is acquiring talent, I can't bring in a square peg and try to put it in a round hole and make my head coach do that. So this farm system allows more opportunity for coaches and GMs to say, where is this guy's fit in our system? Like, what's his body type? Like John Simon, we've talked about it before. He is a fit for the Patriots. Why? John sets the edge. Get five or six sacks a year. I don't care. You're not a Nick Bosa, but you can set the edge and get the sacks that come your way. Like, you are a fit system guy the Patriot way. Well, what does that look like for the other teams? Because they're looking for the same thing, too. They're looking for their fit. And if this gives people an opportunity to not miss as much and go out and find the fits for their team, I think it could add value. But then all those other things come into play through the insurance and and how the league wants to work that to generate revenue. Because at the end of the day, guess what? You always got to move the needle. And that's going to be 
whether this falls money, or succeeds, is yeah, that. you got to move the needle all the time. Absolutely. And and just the Abel's Wick said for a guy like Cardell, is that he decided to stay his senior year. He he had the best three game stretch <laughs> of any quarterback ever to play for Ohio State. Should have gone. He had all the momentum. Know, all the momentum to be a first round pick. Even if he went second round, this is that that you only played three games, and then you 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 know you make a sacrifice. Hey, I'm gonna stay. I wanna. Yeah. Put more tape out get there, my or get my degree yeah. and whatnot. So the, you want to see a story like his, where he's kind of bounced around the league mm-hmm. and been in all through training camp to the last final cut, and you want to see a guy like this be very successful with this opportunity to hopefully get a shot to get a two year or three year contract just just to give him a, a chance. You know, and, and I, I look forward to watching him, yeah. and that'll be a storyline that I'll. I go, love Cardell. I feel yeah. like I he's must awesome. Be, he I feel like awesome. I must be in the minority that I thought. <laughs> That would have been a big gamble for him to just take those three games starting and, and take his chances to get drafted. Like I thought it was no heady mm-hmm. for him to come back. I, yeah. But I would have took the chance. I think I think the, the momentum. I, I think the NFL draft is a lot about momentum. Yes. Momentum and going into it, you had three huge games. Now yeah. good on good on him. Coming good. back, you oh, got his degree, I mean, yeah. all that good I mean, stuff. Yeah. He's gonna I mean, he's I, gonna yeah. be all right. He's got right. the right mind frame. I mean, right. And he has kid. a great smile. Well, and he's, he's a got a great personality. He's, a, right. like, he's got a he, lot of things he, going on. But you follow that moment. He'll be able to get a job in Columbus. I mean, he's 6'5". He's five, should, right. Has, <laughs> a, has a cannon <laughs> of an arm. Yeah. Right. He went out and won a, na- a national championship. Like, right. That momentum, and he would have tested and went and worked out for people, and they just said, oh, my gosh. Right. You know, they don't grow these guys on trees. We got to get him in our system. Right. You know? It's true. So, I – you know, it's, it was a tough decision. You know, he, he did he what made, was best for him. He made a hard – I thought I made a hard decision. Yeah. He made with, – with the social media today, mm-hmm. with, you know, how things are pumped up, Urban Meyer pushing it, you know, the guy comes basically out of the, the, the bleachers because, I mean, he was really just, yeah. a, you know, the third-string guy. Right. Like, I mean, his thought process is like I'm a year or two years away, mm-hmm. right? So, for that momentum, but you'll never, ever see ever again – I don't care if it's college – care if it's pros, a guy, be third string, win the biggest three games ever for your university or organization, and come home with the trophy. I really I really love it. I love it every time you're watching a game during the fall and a third stringer goes yeah. out there to play for somebody like, here you go, it's the next Cardale Jones. No, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. There is only one Cardale There's Jones. Only one. All right, so. this has been the definition of a, a fun, casual conversation right here. This was not how I scripted the show to go today. <laughs> but we got, got Jay Z calling the audible. Yeah, that's sorry why we, about that. So that's okay. That's why, we've got three other hosts in here uh, yeah. to help me out. We so I appreciate it. that. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'll try and get back on the schedule that I had planned for this one. When we come back here at Roosters. Hey, are there calories and barbecue sauce? No, it's all good. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's a little bit. Look. Okay. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Uh, Schlegs is counting calories. He's looking for a knife and fork. He can't help himself with this diet. you got to feed that. I mean, when we leave the Roosters food out here this long, it's amazing. It's always uh, at risk of going down Schlegel. Right? His internet. body is just burning <laughs> calories. Yeah. Yeah. His body just burns and burns and burns. you got to keep feeding All it. All I had today was an egg. One hard-boiled egg. But that's because last night – I had eaten this bad. I can't even remember, but I had probably six brownies 
And uh, it said one chocolate that starts with a D. I don't know, but they were legit. And then my wife happened to make a mistake, and she bought some ice cream. So I don't discriminate against that. Then I actually had on the brownie. Then I had a Dr Pepper. I don't I don't drink cokes anymore, but I did. And then I ate a bunch of Donatos. Sounds like a great night. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, we go with the cauliflower crust from the Donatos. Did you try the new crust? No. No, man. Do it. You go all out. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a go, yeah, you go. I'm gonna go. Just order some roosters for your Super Bowl party. Yeah, that's what you should have done. I was I was telling somebody that yesterday. Did you host a party? Absolutely, and I was telling my brothers-in-law. Get that invite. Did you mind? I did not either. I mean, he's like, I'll see that guy tomorrow. We're just gonna talk about the game. Watch it with you guys, but I was just thinking, like, to me, the Super Bowl is one of my favorite holidays because the others, I'm like, okay, Halloween's in the middle. I've never, I never able to take my daughter out on Halloween. There's a Wednesday night practice or whatever during the week, a football game. New Year's Eve, my wife loves New Year's Eve. Well, I mean, generally, I'm at a college football playoff game. It's not a big deal. I might drink for it still, but (laughs) it's not like I'm getting dressed up and going crazy. I got to work the next day. Mm -hmm. It's like all these. I treat the Super Bowl like a holiday. Nice. I'm, I don't really discriminate, as as Schlage said, with the eating quite right. Yeah, don't come in. Like that. You didn't come in to work today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in here working. I, yeah. I did uh, Tim's podcast this morning already. There you go. So, Boom! Look at that. Nice. But um, I I think it's a, the great day. And I said like the year's over. Um, I I, I want to celebrate the end of it because I work really hard during football oh, season. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, this is it. Yeah. I'm not even to cover it's a game. It's a celebration. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting Ooh. back and watching the game yeah. or relaxing a little bit. Yeah. So. I'm sad it's over. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Ohio State on the show, I promise. <laughs> I, I, Nick, when we talk about the guys that we uh, follow, like gosh. Nick Bosa, he put uh, so much into that one. I thought Talk about it. He yeah. was he was so dominant for so long in that game. He was. And some of them were just near misses on sacks. The force fumble, they don't recover it. If he just moves his hand maybe six inches and trips up Mahomes, yep. maybe the Niners win the Super Bowl. Yep. Right. Um, or, he know, swung, now, or he swung his other arm. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. catches yeah. the leg yeah. on yeah. it. And that's how close <laughs> it is. I thought it was a, a great a great game. Um, that's one that we'll we'll think about for a long time. Mahomes, you talked about his, you know, that growing legacy so early in his mm-hmm. career. It was it was fun to watch. I I had I wanted the Niners to win. Uh, now Darren, you and my you and Darren my Lee's friend. a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, Darren Lee's a, a uh, champ. Didn't play last night, but I mean Mahomes and what Andy Reid, those, all those comebacks in the playoffs. That was it's pretty crazy, isn't story, it? I right? mean, being down. In every playoff game, right? Everyone, I mean, everyone, they were down double digits. 24-0. And, and they come Houston. back. And going into that game, you, you, I thought the Chiefs would win. I didn't think the 49ers were going to be able to hold up mm-hmm. or score enough points yeah, to keep right. up with them. I thought the same. Um, mm-hmm. And I was worried about the defensive line because Bosa's a, he's a bad man. You know, that, he, they got a good need, defensive line. He just needed a little bit of help. Well, he needed, he needed a little bit of help. Yeah. But that first half, I think he was – I mean, the Chiefs didn't play great. And I think a lot of that had to do with Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they started double teaming, chipping – you know, doing some different things in the second half to try and get Bosa kind of out of the game yeah. plan, you know, just so they could do something. But even watching Mahomes throw the ball, he was rushing things he, he a little bit. Off. He wasn't comfortable. Yeah, he was not. He was do- I mean, sometimes I feel dirt. like he, he, he does the- arm yeah. angles that he doesn't need to do <laughs> just it- because he thinks they're cool. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's like, it's like ah, I was watching, I was watching with Krenzel <laughs> last night. I'm like, he didn't need to throw that one side arm. And he's like, eh, that's just maybe how he does it. I'm like, right. well, you know, I think he gets into that yeah. mode a little bit too much. But, uh, I mean – in the end, they were able to slow Bosa down, and you know his his magic was able to shine through. But uh, what a what a great game, and that's all you hope for in a Super Bowl, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean it, su- it sucks for uh, Shanahan just the fact that yeah. the last two yeah. Super two Bowls, leads, what's he got to do? Had, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. He, you know they said with ten minutes left in the game, he, he, you know the opponents are forty six to his zero points, and to not you know 
produced there down the stretch, it sucks. But at the end of the day, you put your team in position. Yeah. And they, they had G, a touchdown, they, and they should have. Jimmy G makes that throw mm-hmm. to Sanders. I, I say they win that game because now the defense gets yep. a second it's a whole win. Ball game, yeah. They get energized. You know yep. that they like let's momentum. go momentum. Yep. Um, and then you know the reality of it. You know I'm like you. Yeah, it's like a holiday in my house too. You yep. know my kids got to get up for it. Dad, it's like it's football today. You know, yep, mm-hmm. we turned it on since one o'clock. Oh, we yeah. watching all, the, all this coverage all the, over and over again. The same stuff. Just like pull my hair out. All the pregame kickoff. Already. Well, and I don't get to do that during Ohio State <laughs> yeah, games, yeah, no. right? Like, yeah. I mean, I do road beers the night before, but Saturday, that's four hours before kickoff mm-hmm. and three hours afterwards. That's, yeah, you, I'm that's in a there. long day. Yeah. Right. And uh, they, they stopped bringing in, you know, the catering up to the press box. <laughs> what? Well, what? You know, it's just uh, shifting priorities. It's another brand that I won't mention while I'm at Roosters, and <laughs> they don't do it anymore. So well, uh, that's fine. I'll just bring my business here. Yeah, right. yeah no doubt about it. But, uh, but that's the other part to of it too. Service. Like that's yeah. why that's why I love you know the NFL playoffs too because I'm done with Thank the Ohio you. State stuff. I wish I got to cover one more <laughs> mm-hmm. right. uh, in New Orleans, but that didn't happen. So right. oh man. Anyway, that's that's my segue into this 2020 team here. I uh, thought we were still talking about the Super Bowl. What do you have? Yeah. Like, I don't mean. Well, to, I, I don't honestly tell you the entire time yeah. watching a lot that of game. Notes. I, well, I, I was <laughs> eat, I was eating right here, but the, you know the one thing I was thinking about last you know last night was still how they took that touchdown. Off the board for the Buckeyes versus Clemson. I right. still don't know how they did that. That was going through my mind last night. Uh, two <laughs> had a bad would, targeting in that game last night. Yeah, oh, they didn't call. <laughs> right. Yeah. Two would Different be rules, the difference between everybody was talking about Garoppolo. Yes. And how he, he had a lot of inter, you know intermediate to short passes, play action pass, and they were running the ball. The difference really in that game of Mahomes versus Garoppolo is the. Tyreek Hill pass where he was under pressure, threw it up. like It was like the perfect lob into this perfect area that only Tyreek Hill could catch it. And the other one was to Sammy Watkins. Great ball outside you know that red line that we always used to practice on. Great ball versus the Garoppolo pass on the long. Because that was third down, right? It was third and ten. Right? So, like, that kind of took him out the game. They took a shot in third and ten, down four. Yep. Right with with a couple of minutes left in the game, they, they and, he the cover, and he missed, and 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 he dialed up the right play, yep. and they kind of went away from what they do best, which is running the football. Mm-hmm. That's what they said, man. As soon as they started passing the ball, we were like, we're good, because they were running at a clip. Mm-hmm. And those the way guys, they started that drive too, yeah, like two, even with you know a couple minutes to go, they're like we're gonna yep. run it, and they got two first. And downs. it was cool to watch the creativity. Um, from the uh, enemy about like they were running a little bit of the wishbone. They all kind of did this little no, twirl. No, yeah, they did. And they the got backstreet. where <laughs> they got that yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, you see? yeah, yeah I, I saw, I saw you, like yeah, 1942. Yeah, you know, like, the last time that team was great, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I said Same. everybody has to pull back. They have to pull those clips up Poof. to remember they how good they were. Yeah, they don't even know. They got to go to the archives. <laughs> you know, they're still living Black on stuff like 60 years ago. But, you know, it was it was a great game to watch and it was cool. The game within the game. And I'm a huge. You know, like uh, their their fullback. I totally forget yeah. his name. Oh, um, that's a weird last name. It Z. starts with a J, right? Yeah, Z. Uh, Kyle Jesuit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He's phenomenal. He was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Kittle's awesome. Uh, Kelsey, who's a Cincinnati guy, caught a touchdown. So you like watching all those different things. Kelsey, yeah, I mean, it was, Heights, it was Cleveland Heights. It was a great game <laughs> until at the very end when yeah. they got that long and run and pulled yeah. away. But it was fun. The, it was fun to watch. And the thing about NFL football is, like you said, you know, Austin's like. You don't want it to end, right? It was like someone has to lose. There's 31 other te- 31 teams out there upset today. Like, damn, we didn't yeah. make it. We didn't win it. You know what I mean? And it was just the 49ers had to be the last team to sit on the couch. <laughs> so so how would you guys like that halftime show? 
I didn't watch. <laughs> I didn't watch. I got the kids in the tub. Oh. I got the kids set. You know, like school. I don't skip like, halftime. No. Yeah. I didn't watch halftime. I thought so. it was. I, I thought it was better. I didn't know I thought it was going to be. I didn't I know that Shakira, Shakira in a long was time. the opener for J Lo. I thought this is the J Lo show, and there might be some Shakira. And I'm like, Shakira many, took over, didn't? Yeah. It? How many? <laughs> yeah. What was how, that? Many, how many? How many? That, I, mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah, what that la, was. La, 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 la. I don't. I've never heard anybody. <laughs> it was wild. Like that. Yeah. But then she was. I, I was like, what did she just do? As soon as I saw, I'm like, all right. Well, that that's a gift that's going to be used. Yeah. It already started last night. I saw it. I didn't know what it was. Were you trying to do that? Just so we can get Shakira gifts out in the world now? Like she got done with that and said, oh, what did I do? Has her hair? Always been that I don't think brown. it was blonde. Hmm. Yeah, it's like normally. Yeah, like, I think it's yeah. darker usually. Yeah, I don't know. Kind they, of they're good off. dancers. Checking yeah. out, yeah. checking out a lot of Shakira hair during that dance. All right, well, <laughs> you know, there was these backup, <laughs> backup dude uh, dancers, and I, I was like, man, I could, you know, one of those could be in a funny video that oh, I make. No. You know, at Schlegel yeah, Valley <laughs> on our Twitter. Yeah. I did. I, I, I made the food yesterday. I did boneless. We did waffles. Did chicken and waffles for oh, the that kids. Sounds amazing. Um, I did. That's uh, on my diet. Homemade yeah. nachos. Yeah. Did the nachos. That's there. I did uh, pizza. You know, so we mixed it up a little bit. Did did nothing. But sounds cakes. like the parties at your house. Dude, you, you, you could do all <laughs> those things know, as long where as you fast. Yeah, yeah, I know. Jeez. You could do all those things as long as you fast for forty eight hours. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> Bam. Hey. Yeah. For the crew. Carbo loading. Carbo loading. All right. Th- With keto. <laughs> With intermittent fasting all at the same time. I've lost complete control of, of this show this <laughs> week. Buckeye 2020. 2020, Buckeyes. But, but, Is that a show? Just just forget it. We'll do that next week when you're hosting. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But the next thing on that calendar, oh so I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to bring them in next week. With the NFL draft, um, which one of these guys that have made the decision to go, they're either graduated or going early, who's going to be the toughest to replace for Ohio State in 2020? Oh man, because hmm. oh. I've I've kind of I've flipped my thinking on this around. I think JK I'll give you guys a chance. Yeah, I think that Chase Young is obviously going to be the first one off yeah. the board, and yeah. he's the most talented NFL player. But I do not believe he's going to be Dobbins. the most difficult to replace. I think JK Dobbins. Okay, I think you know Coach Johnson has proven over the last several years that hey, I can I'm I'm going to get two guys that are going to be off the edge mm-hmm. and going to contribute. They might not be as dominant as a Chase or a Bosa, but I think J.K.'s loss um, because you're still searching. I mean, Master Teague did a great job. If you add those yards to J.K., he's over 2,000 yards, 2,700 yards or something crazy. <laughs> that, you know. But I think <laughs> his ability to game break uh, and turn some of those short runs and and, 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 and screen passes and make those big plays where it was just natural for us to see it over and over and over again, especially this season. Yeah. I, I think he'll be the, the big difference. Uh, and, and I think it's – and we'll see what, what he does in the NFL too. That'll show what kind of talent he truly has for us because we get spoiled here, right? Mm-hmm. We get so spoiled. Right. Year in, I mean, year out. I mean, I thought about it. I look back at Zeke and I go, when Zeke was here, you know, it was always feed me, feed me. You know, it started here. But then when he got to the NFL and you saw how his game transcended to that next level. Wow, we had something special. You're like, like, man, we had a a guy that was – we had a dude. You know, Carlos Hyde, same way. He was a second-round pick. But it was like when he was here, it was kind of like, oh, man, I wish Carlos would do a little bit more. Then he gets to the league and he has a great year. This breakout season with Houston this year. So, I think J.K., for me personally, it would be J.K. Yeah, I don't know. I, gosh, it's got to be, I would say, secondary-wise. Uh, you know, we've just been turning Boy, those guys over yeah. year in and year out. 
your top five picks. You're in, it's like <laughs> sooner or later it catches up. Yeah. You would think so, right? right? I mean, sooner or later we're not going to have somebody who comes out next year and is like, hey, top five corner. <laughs> you know, at the end of the year, you know, we're going to lose him again. You well, know, like, yeah, right. but, I mean, the great thing for Kerry Combs is that he did, he does have Sean Wade. Well, so yeah, but but that's still a lot of. Pressure. But you know, what I mean, like yeah. I mean, it's just year in and year out losing you know, top five starters to yep. the NFL. Really, almost yeah, four. No, I mean, just replacing them at some point in time, you got to figure that's going to slow yeah. down a little I, bit. I completely agree with you, Justin. I mean, like you lose Okuda, yeah. mm-hmm. and you lose Arnett, you get Sean way back. Um, Don't have Fuller's Fuller. gone, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, Proctor's going to be a senior. He's going to be a junior. Going to be a junior. junior. So I mean, like, let's say he's a safety. Now you got a corner. Who are the other three? Because we play a lot of nickel, nickel. Mm-hmm. right? Like the other thing too is, I think you can do a lot of disguising in the running back game. Like mm-hmm. we relied on JK and running the ball because that's what our offense was. It doesn't necessarily have to be what it is because we have so much talent in the wide receiver room and the tight end room that we have other people that can make plays. With experience right? under their belt now. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it was big for Master Teague to also rack up over 750 mm-hmm. plus yards, you know, backing up JK. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, I truly believe that he can do it. Plus there's some younger guys that we've seen uh, some tape on that, could help be that one-two punch. We just don't know what it looks like, but we know they're kind of there. The secondary-wise, we don't because we saw the gap from losing Sean Wade in the Michigan game yeah. and the in the semifinal game. Like when he went out, our defense was very, very different. In the Michigan game, our defense was different with him not there. So putting him at corner, who are the other three pieces going to be? And that's why I say it's Okuda. And our, and our net, I mean, because we just, yeah, just we don't yeah, know. Those guys in the back end of that back defense. End. I like you know. it. Great analysis. Yeah, yeah thank I, you. Know. I like thank that. You. <laughs> Two, you know, offensive guy. Well, you know, I, I think about there. that kind of yeah. stuff, you know. That's awesome. I think it's got, you know, you mentioned the receivers and how much is coming in this. These four guys that are early enrollees and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson coming back. I don't. I, my pick is not K.J. Hill, but I think I was thinking that, that guy is was I so think, reliable for so long and could do really anything they asked of him at wide receiver. And you're not going to use Olave in that way. You're not going to put Garrett Wilson in the slot, get you these third downs. They're going to be used differently. And I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. That well, that's no, going to another, be a more challenging thing than I it. think. The bigger loss is not necessarily, and this is going to sound crazy because KJ Hill had what 100 yeah. games where he caught the ball, you know, <laughs> yeah. had a catch or you know whatever it was. Yeah, but right. I think you're going to lose or feel his loss more in the in the room. Because he was that older oh, yeah, guy, that you, know, you still have Vic. young guys who are who are Mac great players. Gone. Victor's gone, but you had him who was like, leadership? "I've been here, I've done this. You guys right. are going to listen to me. I know how it's supposed to be done." And you follow along. Now you hope those young guys who are coming up take that role yeah. going into next year. But you know that's that's big time to replace. You know somebody who has broken all those records at Ohio State. Yeah. You know, in, in this storied program. Which the good thing is that we have Brian Hartline. Yeah, no, no doubt. Because like that's critical. That's critical in that room. Yep. And it's also why you don't worry about Chase, though he's an unbelievable freak talent. Mm-hmm. Like you got Coop coming back, right? You got other guys that yes. have kind of been there, and right, you yeah. have and Coop. you have Larry. Yep. Yeah, and you got yeah. the coach, right? Tyreek Smith, Zach. You go, know, Zach Harris yeah, is yeah. coming on. Javante John Baptiste got his feet wet. So last you got year. a good mix of old yep. and young, but you also got the coach, right? And that's why I think with Hartline and bringing all those guys in, like all four of them top 100 recruits yeah. wouldn't have came in if they didn't understand that I don't have to be a stat guy to go to the league it's and true. get drafted. It's true. Right? So this guy's going to help make me the player that I want to be. We're going to compete our absolute face-off. Yeah. Plus it adds value for a heartline because here at the end of the day, we are, you know I don't know all these guys, but you think about leadership and you think about your room and a staff or a position group, mm-hmm. like you're only as valuable as your second best option. But what if the guy, I have no second best option, and the guy that's starting is a douchebag. 
<laughs> right? Well, you know what? I just brought four dudes in that aren't douchebags. They're working their face off. Talent's equal. Right. I want to play that guy. Yeah. You got an Olave who's been there, who worked his way up kind of in the Terry McLaurin yeah. role of special teams yeah. to wide receiver, right? Have a good year. Now I'm a junior. Longer in the tooth, guess what? I could be that guy along with Hartline helping mold that room to get the, you know, the the maturity and the leadership factor. So it's real. I'm not really necessarily worried about them as much as I am for new guy and Kerry coming back. Yeah. And how do I replace three dudes in our secondary that's really going to have to move the needle to, because our linebackers are solid. Like that's the best group on the defensive side right now. They're the the most veteran guys. Yeah. Right. Then it kind of the D line. Then it's the secondary. Right, and you have the number one defense in the country. See what happens. I know uh, you you've been in this situation, Slakes, trying to get Mickey Marathi to <clears throat> point the credit to one person. Yeah, and I tried to do that two weeks ago, not with great success as normal. Of course, but not. he had talked about how J.K. Dobbins came back with this different look, and the you strength coaches can see it when somebody has that that new level of motivation or that different different hunger that he had it last January. So well, I said Mick, it's January now. Who's got it? And he wouldn't. He's he hemmed and hawed about it, and he didn't answer for several minutes. Took some other questions, but he came back. And he kind of looked at me because he had mentioned the way Chris Olave was attacking the yeah. offseason. and kind of just you know it was like a, a wink over there. Like this dude had something very painful happen to him, right. running the wrong you know the miscommunication, mm-hmm. miscommunication. breaking right. off the route, breaking the interception, around. and he had had such a phenomenal season. He already since the moment he got on there on campus, Brian Hartline talked about the way this guy worked. And now if you're taking that to another level with a different mentality. With something to prove. Like, he really feels he has something to prove. And I think for a guy like that, uh, you know, they say he didn't eat for three days. (laughs) It's like. Imagine how many times he's replayed 72 hours. 72 hours. Carbs and keto. Carbs and (laughs) keto. You're absolutely right, though. But that's why this time is so critical. And I think if one part of that's going to be Justin Fields now taking ownership, true. right, of, with that, that group, like, hey, we're going to work on all these things. All I don't need, it's not mandatory to be great, though we have a mandatory eight-hour rule with the yes. guys. Like, they have to be able to do it on their own. And I always say, like, it still has to be structured. Here's what I want you guys to work on. Here are the plays. They go in. They make it up. They take yep. ownership of it. And they're going to go out there and execute because they know where they want to be. Like, they know that they probably should have beat Clemson. They know that they matched up better with LSU than Clemson did. Mm-hmm. And yet we didn't get there. Why didn't we get there? It's the little things. It's the execution. It's the accountability. It's the finishing the plays. That's what January and February and March are all about. Right, So I think those young guys, that guy having that chip, and there's probably going to be some other guys on the defensive side, but that's the beauty of college football is that you have these guys for four years. You see how they mature. You see that light bulb. You know They understand the why. They solve their own mystery. I've I got to go be that guy to add the value. Mm-hmm. And, and the hardest thing is, I was talking about this in class today, as you climb the mountain, it's so difficult because you're just solely focused on what do I got to do to go climb the mountain. It's when I get those guys that are climbing the mountain that also understand I go bring other people with me. Gotta and I think them. that's where J.K. Gotta really him separated himself. He and if Mick's giving you a guys. wink doing yeah. that, because Mick, Mick has the pulse of the team better than anybody that's else in the yep. entire building. Yep. right? He sees it. Like That's why I became a strength coach, because you see that it's a relationship, and you're working with those guys intentionally to do that and put that guy in situations to develop him as a leader. Mm-hmm. right? So he's seeing that, and if he's giving you that wink, that's a great – indicator of what that room dynamic is going to look like with all those young guys and Chris will be the guy that will be able to handle it along with Brian Hartline. Yeah. 
All right, wide-ranging show. We're going to let these guys get out of here. I have no clue. We're going to get some more food coming in. I'm done. I'm, I'm tired. Anthony's where, like, I should eat some more carbs. Mike Where's the CFP at next year? I got to start getting my hotel room. I got to get my hotel room for the CFP. Well, they're going to be back. You're calling the shot? <laughs> yeah, I'm, calling the shot. I'm calling I the shot. I hope that it's New Orleans to make up for not going there this year. It's, okay. Because it's the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Okay. Title game will be in Miami, I believe, next year. Really? Miami. Oh. So, so Schlegs is South already Beach. in. Schlegs is training for it right now. Letterman Rose, South Beach. I can't wait. We'll be doing these on the keto. beach. Yeah. 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 I might keto, do keto for keto. that. Keto. Yeah, man. Keto, so carbo load. Make the plans now because yeah. we're, we're breaking down 2020 all year long here at Letterman Row. It's been Letterman Live. Brought to you by Roosters, Anthony Schlegel, Justin Zwick, Mike Doss. I'm just Austin Ward. I'll be off next week, but the show will roll on. These guys will keep it going without me. They will see you then, let and I'll see a, you. In- let me get a quick shout-out to my boy, Edron James, being selected to the 2020 Hall of Fame That's class. right. You play with him. Super Bowl champs. Well, I was. He missed it. Sorry, Ash. <laughs> you guys, you know, coming to Canton, coming to the hometown. He's coming to start County yeah, Men's Week. Might go up there and host a party man, for him. Let's so, do it. You know, we want to definitely give if you bring hey, make sure I get that in. Make sure I get that in. All right. Always invited back to Roosters. We will see you then. Catch you next time here on Letterman Row. Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Bye-bye.